0: Welcome back. You're listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with... Shreyas. And let's talk sports. Amateur Hour! Welcome, welcome, welcome back to episode 43 of Amateur Hour. Thank you very much for being here with us today. We have some highs. We have some lows. We have some teams that are doing well, some teams that are doing not so well in the NFL and the NBA, and we have a lot to talk about today. We have some vomit. We have some Thanksgiving. This is our essentially our Thanksgiving episode. I hope that everybody had a fantastic holiday, that you got to see your family, friends, or just eat some good food. Shrey, it's good to have you here. Let's, let's talk about stuff the weekly highs.
1: let's do that so let's talk let's <laughs> yeah, let's, let, let's, with, let's let's let, that's why we're here do we do we want to talk about stuff max
0: um yeah I, I think so i think so Shrey, uh did you have a good you know holiday season
1: man i love this time of year max i love just i don't know it's like the sports around this time, you get you get enough time to watch everything. Mm, right when yeah. there's like a normal work week, you're like, oh man, I gotta. If I'm if I'm trying to watch like the 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 two games on ESPN or <laughs> some like at eight thirty starts at like eight thirty. Yeah, there's the game's it, ending it, yeah. until like midnight, and then you're like, oh, I gotta go to work th- work the next day. You're like, oh. It's a but job like, after your job.
0: Right. If you want to sure. stay informed in the sports world and like you want to actually like watch the game to properly analyze, yeah, you gotta, you gotta like <laughs> take take a sip of coffee and get ready to go. For real.
1: For real. And it's not it's not even just that. It's like, yeah, you watch the game, but you're right. It's the analysis part. You're like, oh, okay, who did well? Like, what does this mean in the grand picture? Like, if you're doing any sort of like conversational aspect to the sport is like oh my gosh like that's one thing watching the game is another thing like this is a lot but around this time like you know this thanksgiving break time and then the you know in a couple months we'll be getting into like the christmas holiday season and new year's and stuff and you get a nice break there too hopefully if if you're working it's just good to relax watch some sports be with family eat some great food Anything yeah. where you can eat food that you normally wouldn't eat and just kind of gorge I'm all for it I'm all for yeah. it that is like like that is like the full like American experience It's like eating stuff that will make your your stomach almost
0: pop eating and drinking <laughs> so much that you get physically tired and have to go sit down yeah. yeah any
1: any holiday where you get fatigued from not doing exercise is a is a holiday for for the American public. <laughs>
0: oh man I, I had a good holiday but i, I am just so full <laughs> how many times like during the holidays do you hear oh i'm so full like oh yeah everybody is come on unbelievable <laughs> it's it, it's like the first thing that comes up oh yeah yeah <laughs> but people keep eating you know and then okay the bit the worst it's not bad no but like the part for me that really gets me is like wow we just ate this whole turkey dinner right we just had a freaking 28 pound bird for x amount of people we just had right. the mashed potatoes the stuffing the cranberry sauce then we had a couple beers with it too and then dessert comes out that right there is the kicker for me because you're like oh man I'm, I'm i'm pretty satiated i'm pretty good but i'm like you know dummy full and then dessert comes out and you're like well i'm not gonna say no to apple and pumpkin pie with a mm. scoop of ice cream on the side mm. like, i'm just not going to and then mm. you eat it and then Well, then you feel gross.
1: Well, it's all about spacing it out for me. It's like, okay, what if I eat if we eat early enough, right Mm. in the day, then hopefully, I I can find a second wind, like maybe two like two hours later, and then I can eat, and then you know we can reheat everything, eat it again, and then get ready for dessert. And by that time, like it feels like a normal day where I don't get exercise, rather than. Oh, I just ate everything in a thirty minute span, and I'm probably not going to be okay for the next two days.
0: <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> okay, so you're 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 doing the marathon strategy when a you start bit. your Thanksgiving dinner. You're you're like, all right, I'm going to start eating significantly at like ten a.m. Space oh, no. it out.
1: No, 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 not not ten a.m. More like more like noon, more like noon, one o'clock. Then if I can eat a good amount, right, and then say I can pick back up around like four thirty-five in time for, like, the second football game, mm. okay. then I'll be like, okay, this will be kind of, like, a really early dinner, and then, you know, dessert just makes sense afterwards. Oh, so, like, okay. like okay. I just got to, like, trick my mind. Because I'm not, like, the best eater in the world, but I'll eat if it's, like, time to eat. So, like, if I could trick my mind to think it's, like, a normal day of eating, even though I haven't done any exercise or any work all day... Mm. then I can like, I can power through the day. I can power through that day of eating. I can do okay.
0: it. Okay, yeah. I hear you. Okay, well, cool. Good stuff. So that's a great personal high. Again, hope everybody had a great holiday season uh, that your relatives didn't talk about too many hot button or contentious topics uh, <laughs> and that everybody was able to get along. What about, what about sports?
1: Yeah, man. Giannis had one of the greatest games I've seen in recent history. And I don't know if people are talking about it much, but I know I've seen some outlets really pick it up in terms of stats and info and stuff. And he had a game against Orlando where he had 32-20 rebounds and five assists, and he only played 30 minutes in the game. And it's the, it's the quickest 30-25 game in NBA history, since they started tracking assists in 1951, and it is the shortest time for a 30-25 game in under 35 minutes. The last time it was done was 1959. So, I don't know, man. This guy's just on a a torrid streak right now. He had. Forty-seven, uh, you know, uh, the other day, and then now he has this game. Hey, it doesn't matter who you put in front of him; he's just going to dominate. And this is the league, this is it's the perfect league rules for him. He it's the paint center guy. We've talked about this. The rules: if you want to get to the foul line, if you want to dominate, you better make either better make your shots, or get get to the get to the rim, and he mm. does both. And he's he's shooting free throws at a at a better rate it feels like on a day to day basis than he did last year and you know years prior so right you know this this could be as much as we've seen the height of Giannis this could be, potentially be a step up and that's that's scary for the Which, league to that's, see
0: that's that's scary for the league to see because this man is already the apex of his <laughs> of of everything I mean God say this is two time MVP <laughs> two time MVP I, and I he's, you know and he's
1: improving. NBA champion.
0: Yeah. I, I I mean, do you think looking at Giannis with that, and then just looking at, you know, the really solid Bucks team, are they going mm-hmm. for a repeat? They could.
1: They could. They they gotta get healthy, right? Like they right. need yeah. They need Brooke Lopez. I really like what Bobby Portis has been bringing.
0: Dude, Bobby Portis, my man, my man, Bobby.
1: <laughs> he had an exceptional game uh with Giannis when he had the 32, 20, and five game. I think he had 20 and 15. Roughly around that, roughly around that area.
0: Great stat line.
1: So like for a role player to step up like that, like you got to have guys to step up like that when, you know, Middleton is still getting back into the swing of things after, after having the experience with COVID and you don't have DiVincenzo. Holiday's not playing particularly great right now. Uh, I wonder if he's still hampered by the, the injuries that he was having earlier in the season.
0: Mm. and yeah, he can't yeah I, I think he came back kind of quick
1: yeah it felt like it it felt like it definitely but you know if you can have Portis and and you don't have brooke lopez too right he in back injuries for really tall guys is always scary like it's tough to rehab if you have a back injury yeah. uh, call Sergio Baca for more information <laughs> so who is
0: now who is now in <laughs> Oh, I just I read this the other day. So Serge Ibaka, who is also an NBA champion, yeah. uh, he was on the 2019 Toronto Raptors team, went to the LA Clippers, got injured, and is now after coming back, they kicked him down to their G League affiliate.
1: Yeah, he did and, it. He did a little spin in the G League.
0: I, I like wow. Like this is an NBA champion a couple years ago who is now in the G League. It's, they're only doing it so that he can like get back on track and like recover from his injuries and get his stride and not cost the team games, you know. In a sense, like that's their logic, but right. it's still weird to see.
1: Yeah, it's weird because like you never, even though NBA players rehab, like it feels like they don't really use the minor league approach for rehab, like baseball does when they, you know, when Chris Sale is coming back from a huge injury. And he, torches some like 19 year old kids at in in double a AA and triple a it's not the same it's not like lebron is coming back for his back injury and then he goes <laughs> and dunks on dunks on like i don't know like whoever's coming into the draft from the g league next year like he's not doing that right he's just coming straight back into the league so it is kind of weird seeing like a decade year vet- veteran veteran do even like a couple games in the G League just to like rehab, but mm. I mean, hey, whatever works for the whatever works with the Clippers. That guy, that guy. Especially, I tell you, back injuries. You're seven feet or taller, and you do, you get a back injury. Porzingis, Brooke Lopez, Abaca, You know yeah. what I mean? Steven Adams. Like, like it's just tough. You're that yeah. tall, and it you have a lot of back.
0: That's that's a lot of back. Well, so much back. Speaking speaking of tough, uh, I wanna I wanna bring us to the lows. Yeah. <coughs> the lows. So, <laughs> things in the sports world, things are just—they just are bad, and they're bad going to worse for the Sacramento Kings. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh glad I did pick up in my my rankings this year. uh thank God, thank God. <laughs> I just. Uh it's around the same time as Giannis's incredible performance. Uh there the Jazz Kings game was delayed as one of the fans sitting courtside vomited all over the court. <laughs> the game was delayed for 15 minutes as they cleaned it up. Jazz players had to evacuate, and the whole stadium was just kind of like, ah like what is going on? <laughs> Quinn Snyder, the jazz coach, uh said that the fan was apparently poking fun at him. Uh, and as he evacuated, you know, they had a much better fourth quarter, uh, Rudy Gobert. And here's a quote, um, from, uh, Mr. Rudy, uh, life is full of surprises. I hope he's okay. I kind of made that contact with him too. He was smiling, smiling and throwing up at the same time. So apparently the fans got a lot going <laughs> I think, on.
1: I, th- I think that's a, I think that's a, from the transcript of Ratatouille too, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, no, this rat is vomiting and smiling. (laughs) What in the world? (laughs) (laughs) Like they asked Donovan
1: Mitchell, he goes, I can't even lie. I was just focused on getting out of the way. I didn't pay attention to anybody else.
0: Just no parts. I wanted no parts of it. (laughs) Unquote. Yeah. So that's I mean, that's really it's just like a strange thing. You know, when you see fans, you know, do things, it's typically like in a bad way where they're you know, touching an NBA player and getting escorted out. Yeah, you know, like that guy at the Lakers game who hit Rondo. Like you just you don't do that. This right. guy, I don't know. It doesn't really say whether he was like sick or too drunk. Uh might have been he had a couple too many beers, especially if he was smiling. Uh you definitely you definitely uh I feel like he's gonna feel that
1: secondhand embarrassment after all these columns are picking it up and showing showing videos and stuff on Twitter and <laughs> Uh, (laughs) he's a little bit of a national
0: story yeah so (laughs) the kings oh but 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 that that's not all oh it's not all that's not all the kings a few days after fired their head coach luke walton like literally just gone now we saw the next day max it's literally the next day yeah yeah. Okay. So the next day they're like, Oh no, we lost the <laughs> <Surprise. again." laughs> Yeah. The Kings are just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to you know, think about and They're just in a bad place. Uh, Buddy healed is not performing. Halliburton is putting up decent numbers, but to me, he's not as I, again, it's a sophomore slump. I think he's still going to be a great talent, but he's just not as effective as he was last year. Um, you know, just, just the team as a whole is just kind of a dumpster fire. They're not doing well. They're losing mm. games. You know, obviously you have Harrison Barnes being clutch at the beginning of the season. Like, uh, it's just, I don't know. So they have Alvin Gentry stepping in as their uh, interim coach. But I don't, I you know, I don't, I don't know if that's going to really fix any of the problems that they have, but yeah. Mm. For me, if you're, if, if you're asking me what,
1: what's been the, the difference for the Kings, they felt like, okay, last year they're bad, but I felt like they might be a little bit of a rise. But this year, it's been. I to me, De'Aaron Fox has has taken a step back this year, and he's not shooting well. He's not facilitating well. It just seems like he's not. I don't know. Like he's he's not as good as he was last year. And last year, he was a twenty plus point per game scorers so six seven assists. You know, he was having nights where he'd get like you know 30 35 points 10 assists like you like he, you'd you be like wow this guy's like coming up he's just not shooting well this year I think Halliburton has been has been pretty good but the other thing is they have Holmes Holmes is good but they don't have a guy next to him right they're kind of moving pieces in and out like they've been using Chemezi Metu and Mo Harkless because they don't want to play Bagley like and like they just took him out of the rotation. Like, who knows if he makes that, it back? That now. also
0: to me, that also to me is crazy. Yeah, that like this is a guy who, you know, you're having issues with because he's always hurt, right? Yeah. But there's still some stands for Marvin Bagley. There are still some people who are like, he could be a good player. And the fact that he's just not being played is wild. He got four minutes in like the third game of the season, and then that was it. He's just not playing. He's not injured currently. He's mm-hmm. just not playing. And on a team where you're riding the struggle bus like nobody's business, it doesn't make sense to me why you wouldn't just explore options. I I don't know if that makes sense to anybody else, but yeah. if I was theoretically the GM or the coach, I'd be like, all right, we got to give this guy a shot. before. And maybe the only reason that they're not is because they're so afraid of the injury and they're trying to unload him this season that they're just keeping him on the bench. But that doesn't help his stock value. But maybe they're like, oh, we'd rather get a pick versus nothing. I'm not sure what their yeah thought process is.
1: Well he's only twenty two as well. So it's like I don't know. He's younger than us. Yeah, it's a bad <laughs> it, it was you know? a ba- it was a bad pick, uh as you know, hindsight twenty twenty bad pick, right? Especially they could have
0: picked Luca, Luca
1: or Trey Young right like they could add any of those guys and uh vlady picked marvin bagley and you know doubled down tripled down quadrupled down on why he uh will be a better player than luka doncic but <laughs> hey guys i still believe that uh, he's going to be better okay yeah and he's doing no. that from his house uh, uh without a job
0: <laughs> guys i'm homeless i need money please <laughs> can i come back <laughs> yeah yeah i was gonna say they should um
1: they should have him coach and be like they all right have him yeah, coach. Yeah. go go coach Bagley, dude come back
0: <laughs> they're, they're like it's like you a dog him, you who like him. makes a mess they're like look look at what you've done <laughs> <laughs> I oh my god i can't believe you've done this <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah it's just bad for the kings But let's talk, I want to change gears, and I want to dive right into the meat and the potatoes, which I had too much of over Thanksgiving. And I want to talk about a couple teams. Let's just stick with basketball for now. Let's talk about a team that is winning that, just like the Suns last year, I don't think many people saw them doing as well as they are. That team, drum roll, please is straight out of the capital of the United States, the Washington Wizards. Mm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Incredible start to the season. Great use of their role players, a cohesive unit. They look like they're having fun. Their superstars are performing well, and their role players are just doing a great job. They feel like they're being coached well. They're efficient. They're shooting well. Their defense is solid, and their record reflects all of that. They look great. Mm. They they they're way
1: more cohesive than I thought they'd be. I thought, you know, Bradley I... Beal losing Westbrook, you know, they don't have that second guy, so it's going to be tough to get out of the East when they have so many, you know, really good like superstar duos. But you know, Bradley Beal for for the Flack, I kind of give him for kind of being that, like a little bit more ball hoggy this year and not getting the calls that he normally would he's been playing well of late but I think it's all about kind of that depth that they have right like you know Bradley Bale's gonna score his 20 or 25 but if Dinwiddie plays well you know they have KCP he's like a 3 and D guy Gafford uh as a big man Kuzma has been playing he's been rebounding really well, well he, okay
0: yeah he started off really bad he started off shacked in a fool yeah. <laughs> but now he's like really solid yeah he's he's averaging like too.
1: nine rebounds a game
0: huh like jason that's... tatum comparisons where are you at come back <laughs> come back <laughs> Well, it's, who's it's, the it... better player i don't know i don't know <laughs> But and then Harold, right? Like Harold's been a revelation, dude. Like, Montrezl, the god, he's dude. He's exactly who he was in the Clippers. Yeah, he's exactly, exactly who he was in the Clippers. It's facts. it's facts. It's facts. It's facts. It's facts. Like the Lakers misused him to the nth degree. <laughs> I knew that last year he wasn't a bad player. He just wasn't getting wasn't getting the time, or you know, like the opportunity, or just the situations that he thrives in. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it because he picked the Lakers, and I, fe- I thought the Clippers
1: gave him a better deal, right? And oh, they, he,
0: yeah, I, and he was talking. He was like, "Oh, they don't want me." Which...
1: Yeah, like, or maybe they. I think maybe the the Clippers didn't give him a deal fast enough, and he was just like, "No, nah, I, I can't. Like, I can't come back, even if you want." You can't me. wait for
0: the bag. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, but he went to the Lakers, and they just didn't use him because. They were like, you know, we got to make you come off the bench, and then, you know, you'll get your minutes sometimes. But we have, AD, like, Dwight Howard and Dwight AD Howard. and yeah. JaVel McGee and, like, just so many different guys, right, that you're like, Montres Harrell is the better of all, like, of three of those guys, like, two of those guys, right? So you're like, he should be getting 25 to 30 minutes nightly. Like, it's not even, it, it shouldn't even be for up to for debate. And he's showing mm-hmm. you right now, like you give him thirty minutes, he's gonna get, he's gonna give you that scrappy brand of basketball, and he's gonna get to almost every offensive rebound, and he's gonna score at a better rate than people might think for being a six eight like center. So like, I'm really impressed with how he's been playing within the confines of this team, like, and they just have some players that that like they know their role and they're not kind of yelly and angry about oh like I know I should be getting more minutes or like oh like didn't Dinwiddie like score I think he had like zero points the game before right and like he's getting like maybe like two or three shots in that game and then he didn't I don't I didn't hear anything out of him and then he has 16 and four this game so it's like yeah you have bad games don't be a dick about it and go play and that's how they're playing they're playing like they're the best team in the league right now
0: yeah yeah, and uh, or at least one of
1: them, at least one of them.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, 11 and five to start the season is great, especially looking at where you were last year, right? You look at the trade between the Wizards and the Lakers, and this is something that has been deliberated about a lot, right? Because mm-hmm. people are like, oh, well, the Lakers are getting Russell Westbrook. And a lot of, you know, it's just mixed opinions, no matter which way you think about it, right? There's people who are like, oh, Russ was a great fit in Washington. At the end of the season last year, they heated up. They, they made it to the play-in. They just ended up losing. Like, that was a good year, especially, again, go back another year. The Wizards, like, aren't even in the picture. Right? They're like, oh, Russ is a good fit with Brad Beal. It's time for two stars to shine. But then when one of them's out, it's kind of harder you know, whatever the situation was. And then you look at like the Lakers last year, you're like, Oh, you got a good team. Da, 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 da They make the trade Lakers give up a lot of depth, which I thought honestly, and I did. And I will call myself on this. I was like, Oh, they made up for that with the veterans that they signed.
1: Yeah. I, I agree with you. Realistically. At
0: time, like at the time, like we looked at it and we're like, okay, yes, they traded away the young core Caruso, you know, well, Caruso left. They didn't give him an offer, whatever it was. Um, but they traded away. KCP Harrell, um, you know, all these guys, and you're like, oh, okay, you know they're they're losing, but they're they should be okay. But I, I think that was a mistake. Looking at it now, yeah. And, and, and again, it's hard to say make a definitive statement because we are only 15 games into the season. More now, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Let's trade. I mean, let's just talk about the Lakers then. What are they doing? They're just they're not figuring it out at all, and they look like ah, oh, my prediction, a six seed. Yeah.
1: It's a, it, it, we talk about the veterans on this team, right? They got a bunch of them. but when what they lost in that deal was consistent scoring. and And they didn't bring back any shooting. Like they like you need you need shooting if you're gonna have James and Westbrook kind of figure out their facility like facilitating roles with each other. Like, you need mm-hmm. shooters around them, right? And They need to be consistent. They need to be, like, 40% three-point guys on this team. But, like, Malik yeah. Monk, no, not really. He's shooting 33% from three this year. Kent Bazemore is shooting 28% from three this year. 32% Wayne Ellington for the field.
0: shooting 35. Yeah. yeah,
1: like, they don't have guys that shoot the three. And they have guys that are like, like ADs is that dude. Right. But when you don't have guys that he can kick to or like, you know what I mean? Like they're going to key in on AD. They're going to key in on LeBron. I don't really see them keying in on Russell Westbrook because he's shooting 40% from the field and 30% from three. But like, you know what I mean? Like he gets hot some, some days and uh, they'll have to get, they'll have to, to account for him as well. But when you don't have guys around them that are, that know their role, that can shoot, call their number when they're you know you know what I mean you know, right when when they're when they're up for the task like other than THT like who do they really have? They're waiting on
0: Austin Reeves to heat up.
1: Mellow, do you expect Mello to shoot forty five percent from three all year?
0: Absolutely not. Absolutely Probably not. Right. Not. I I know. I'm going to say absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, There's just he, no way. There's no way.
1: He's shooting. He, he's shooting from three almost as good as he's shooting from the field. Like that's how good of a three point shooter he is right now.
0: I don't expect that to continue. I don't expect that to continue. It's forty four point nine percent from three right now. Field goals is forty six percent. That's like fifteen points per game. That's that's not sustainable. No, but it's not sustainable. Exactly right. So what happens when he kind of trails off? Is LeBron gonna step up? Is AD gonna step up? Yes, they're capable. Yeah, but just right now with like chemistry issues and everything, it 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 doesn't seem likely to me. To be completely honest. And the other thing is the it, are, are
1: we in I guess accordance that this is still LeBron James's
0: team. Right? Yeah, I I mean you yeah, it's kind of hard what, to argue otherwise.
1: Right. You have the younger Anthony Davis, right? When is he when is it going to be when is it going to be his team? Like who's kind of like who should be the best player on this team? Should uh. it be like it, like <laughs> like you know what I mean like
0: yeah that's th- actually a good a, point.
1: there's a guy in every team right like when we had the big three in Boston it like kg came in, Paul Pierce came in or, or like had to they and Ray Allen came in they had to like figure out whose team it really was, right like right. K, and kg although he played well, kind of deferred to paul Pierce like they made it Paul Pierce's team even though KG was like probably the best two-way player on that team. Mm. Like he he is, he was single-handedly the best two-way player on that team. He won defensive player of the year too. So like, but when is that, is there going to be some sort of shift with the Lakers? Like when is that going to happen? Is that going to happen this year? It feels like there's a little bit of a struggle between Davis and LeBron James. And like, I, I just don't, I don't know if that it can coexist where, you have two guys that are that good that like when Dwayne Wade had to kind of give up to LeBron in Miami, even though he was that dude, like right? he, he just a couple of years off of scoring 30 a game for a season. Right. He gave up to LeBron. He said, Hey dude, you know, take us to the promise land. Like i am going to do whatever I need. Same with Bosch.
0: I don't know. Is, That's, is it, you're, so you're saying straight, what you're calling for is the transition. I, you're saying now I, it's I time to go. LeBron is now your supporting veteran who is still again fantastic. For but sure. Now the spotlight is on AD. It's you For, wanted to be this guy. You wanted to be this guy. That's why you left New Orleans. It, you right. believed in yourself enough. You wanted to be the guy to have your own team to be the number 1, to yeah. score 30 points per game, to get your 10 boards and to win 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 more games. So, yeah, I I agree. It's watching him play and while he's still, you know, an incredible talent he is lacking something and I don't know. He mm-hmm. always goes back. He's like, is it mental? I'm not sure, but I agree. Shrey. I think it's time for him to step up and be like, Hey bro, this, this is me. The LA Lakers are ADs, you know, Yeah, jam, but it's also too. You have to look at this, you know, thinking about going into the future. Now that you have traded away your young core twice now over the past <laughs> couple of years, you like how are you going to build if you don't win the championship this year, which, in my opinion, is a little unlikely? How are you going to build? Yeah. What's going to happen next year? More importantly, in two years, you're not in a good place for it. You don't have the picks, and unless you start trading away, you know, trying to fleece people and get good deals for you know, veterans that are going to keep getting older, you're it, it, it's it's going to be hard to like re up unless you decide to rebuild and then like get good draft picks
1: yeah and normally right you're you're good they're going to be winning games like that's that's clear that they're not going to be having this team and like it's not going to be like the first LeBron year right where they get LeBron they have LeBron AD is like a sure bet to come in and then they get a good pick right like it, it just doesn't happen that way anymore they're gonna they're gonna be a 5-6 seed They're going to win some games in the playoffs and then they're going to be back to where they are with this team construction. And they don't have the young talent as any sort of chip or they don't have like, they don't have the enticing pick that you feel like, Oh, okay. Like, yeah, this team is good. And this is kind of like a, like a middling team. You know what I mean? They're going to be in the championship hunt, but also they might also be kind of like in the middle, in that middle area. Like when, when LeBron is going to have to retire at some point, who are they going to have to depend on? Who are they bringing up? Bronny. Bronny, Bronny, Bronny falls to
0: pick oh, when they tank right now. <laughs> no, they're tanking right now. They're tanking. Also, I just want to say real quick. side that Bronny? Is, Yeah, that's what they're going to do. Shrey. They're going to get both of them at the same time. Um, <laughs> Ronnie went from, like, not being a dunker to literally headed the rim. So I don't know what special sauce LeBron has been putting in his oatmeal in the morning. <laughs> but uh, he went from, like, a three-point shooter, you know, like, a yeah. solid player. But now he's, like, an athletic freak. So He definitely,
1: he definitely had a growth spurt, I think.
0: Or yeah, his vertic- A little bit. Or his vertical, vertical just got vertical better. Yeah. I don't think he's that much taller. He just yeah. went. I, I don't know if he spent the offseason literally just jumping. But... <laughs> Yeah. just playing hopscotch and he, he a hopscotch with a uh, little bit of sarms mm. you know every time every time you win <laughs> you get you get a needle <laughs> and you no know, i'm i sorry in no way am i insinuating that the kids on steroids just just crazy to see that development that quickly yeah so yeah lakers are not in a great place but the wizards are and you look at the wizards well, like, lo- the first- lo- longevity wise
1: they they're in a good place like they're obviously gonna win but like it feels yeah. it feels like it, over the long term i don't really know where they kind of go other than ad so right
0: we we'll the lakers, yeah no i i agree and you're right because the lakers aren't gonna stop they're not gonna stop winning because again right. lebron is back lebron is lebron ad is ad for sure it, it's it's one of those things tht i'm still very high on him I think yeah i he's really, really like a really great player yeah um and then you know you have your your rondos and your dwight howards the guys aren't going to stop playing good basketball. They just probably probably won't be as efficient as they used to be. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, if I were them, to be honest, after the season, I'd try to flip Russ again. It's, it's, it's the tough. only thing I that con- I mean, because, the contract is just... Well, the contract is tough, but it's also like when he's splitting time with LeBron, when they literally like or hardly ever cannot be on the court at the same time, that's not a good scenario. You brought point. in a superstar for a superstar. You want them to be able to play with your other superstar if they yeah. can. not And that's kind of a lot. Really, Shrey? That's how I feel about the Celtics. Like mm. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, just, they just don't play well at the same time. One or the other is great. Right now, JB's out, so JT's like, oh, okay, I'll play now. Right. But when they're both on the court, it, it, and that's a legitimate thing. It really is a legitimate thing. Like Some players just don't play well together. They can be great on their own but for a million different reasons when they're on the court at the same time it just might not be a good fit
1: i mean it happens especially when you're that talented and you require a certain number of opportunities to you know show that talent and 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 produce for your team if you have two people like that on a team sometimes they, like the games just don't fit as well and you we, i think Yudoka talked about staggering Jason and Jalen's minutes more right before the injury, obviously it, it can be an issue sometimes. It ha- it's definitely like worked for teams. Like we talked about the big threes, like those big threes were able to be on the court all at the same time and find their role. And, you know, not every, each one of them had to score 30 points to feel like they were, you know I mean? They weren't neglected. You know, the newer age, who knows if those big threes really can, you know, set their egos to the side and play for the team and not have to be that dominant to win. Yeah, every absolutely. night. So. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. All right. So let's let's take a, a trip across the United States and let's take a trip over to a completely different sport. We're talking about football for all of you football heads right now. We're going to talk about the land of clam chowder, New England, specifically the New England Patriots. Mm. Wow. Wow! 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 Stray, <laughs> I am impressed. I think yeah, is I mean th- those are my feelings. Is I- I'm impressed. We talked about it. I didn't think that New England was going to be that good, you know, going into the season. Not bad at all, but you know, this mm-hmm. was what we described as a transition year. We're like, okay, they're going to try to figure some things out. They're going to see how good Mac Jones really is. Like all this stuff. But over the past five games, man their defense has been phenomenal. Mac Jones has thrown throws more than 10 yards. They're starting to like really figure out their own game plan. I I'm a fan. Yeah, I'll tell you what Max. I I definitely had higher expectations
1: just because of the offseason they that they had. You know, when you when you spend that sort of money in the offseason, right? Like 250 million dollars. Your your goal is to win immediately, like, that's a statement type of move. You're not, like, if they had, you know, picked Mac Jones and, you know, traded some, offloaded some of their veterans like McCourty and Hightower for some picks, then I would have been like, yeah, Mac Jones is a little bit under, you know, he's not as under pressure as much to to perform being in a team where it's going under a transition here, But... Bringing in guys like Aguilar and Bourne, bringing in the defensive pieces that they had, like you know, Barmore from the draft, and Judon, and Godchow, and Jalen Mills, and I was like, oh, okay, like this is a lot of like. And then you know, on the offensive end, you give Mac Jones, Hunter Henry, and and John Smith. I expected I expected a decent uh, a decent year, at least a wild card right like i feel like they should make the wild card with this team they're playing well enough you know where where they have some like i don't want to look too far in the future and you know jinx anything but i feel like they should have their sights set on the division that's how good they're playing mhm and right now as of this moment max they are in the lead by i think a half game of the division which with, is yeah Insane. Yeah.
0: Well, well. I mean, we talked. I mean, we talked about and we looked at where they were at the beginning of the beginning of the season, and we were having problems with the tight ends, right? Because mm-hmm. we're like, yeah. we're like, we're running a two tight end system, but like, you know, uh, what Johnu Smith just like feels like just a step behind. You know, he's yeah. quick, but he's not strong enough. He's not blocking. Like, he's not right. doing what he needs to do in the current system. Things started to change, and we're like, oh well, Hunter Henry, like we need him to step up. He started getting those catches oh, though. He started up. getting those touchdowns. He, he's a force in the red zone now. Like they look exactly. for him. Exactly. He's the, they're, and he's a big dude. He's a big yeah. dude and he's making it work, which is great. So they made the changes that we needed to see and they've stepped up against a lot of different, you know, opponents. Like they, when they beat the Chargers, I was like, oh, okay. You know, they're, that, they're kind of that was a shot play. for me. That That was was a shock for me, too, because because, again, Justin Herbert, where everybody's really high on him. He's playing really well. Then the Pats, you know, obviously they play the Panthers the week after kind of a given Panthers aren't great, Um, which is good. You know, it's a confidence thing. Also, the week before the Chargers, when we beat the Jets by 54 points, that even though they're the Jets, I understand that just says something about your offense. Right. Because occasionally a team will play down to their competition. Mm -hmm. If we locked in and we said no we're going to just do our best the entire time for four quarters and we scored 54 points. That's a great sign to me. Yeah. Never a bad thing in my book.
1: Never. Especially with the team that's trying to regain confidence. Like you said, like, you know, having the year that they had last year, I don't think Belichick is going to take any chances. First of all, to not score. And if they can score, they, he wants to make a statement, right? His whole thing is, the whole last year they you know rightfully so too you know being that they had an opportunity to get a better quarterback last year he got Can he got I'm some rooting. flack right he got some flack he got like he like people compared him to brady and they were like oh brady's having the year that he's having he went to the super bowl he won the super bowl Belichick didn't even make the playoffs you know 6 and 9 uh, 7 and 9 you're like ugh. Like, where's this team going? I think Belichick is at people's necks this year. If he gets a chance to run the the scoreboard up, he's going to do it, right? And we already saw it with the Jets game. We saw it with the Browns game. And, Max, I really want to talk about this Browns game because I think that's what's kind of, like, opening people's eyes to how good this team can be.
0: Yeah, well, Trey, you know, the Browns and then the following week, the Falcons, man, a shutout. A shutout against the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, that brought me back to to that Super Bowl. <laughs>
1: hmm, I wonder what else that they won, well, well, but uh, uh, they, they they had twenty five. You know, where were the number twenty five? Uh
0: huh. So. Uh-huh. Well, okay. I wonder again, if anyone's this, made that joke in the past couple weeks too. <laughs> well, this is a Falcons team that is not like incredibly cohesive. No. Besides, you know, like the the only bright spot to me is Cordarell Patterson. offensive god but he's hurt so grain of salt with that at the same time though a complete shutout you're telling me you couldn't even kick a field goal Mm. wow it Mm. says something about the new england defense and i saw a stat where in the last 19 drives and this is this is after the falcons game right in the last 19 drives new england opponents have scored zero points it's unbelievable
1: it's and, and they, they've they given up a combined 13 points in the last three games. Like, yeah, granted, two of their opponents are, you know, under 500 teams or, you know, what we expect to be under 500 teams for the season, Panthers and Falcons. But any time that you're deep, yeah, the, well, the Browns. That That's the game that I, I, I mentioned as, you know, being an eye-opener for me because that defense is no joke. Yeah. Like, you got guys like Miles Garrett and Denzel Ward. Like, they're pro bowl players and miles garrett is having a career year in sacks he's gonna have one he's leading the league in sacks they kind of stymied him like he didn't really have an effect on this game and for mac jones to you know get the ball out quickly his tight ends to play well like i think henry had two touchdowns in that game and you can run all over the all over the browns right like rwandre stevenson is coming into his own like he was in the doghouse for the first couple of weeks. And yeah, now but, he, now he looks like a franchise running back, which is he like did 100 now they, yards. He did 100 yards against the Browns. Insane. That, de- that defense should not be giving up hundred yards. And Ramondre Stevenson ran all like, I really like this kid. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't usually like, um, this is why I don't really like like high, highly picked running backs. Like, especially if you're like first round running backs, like you can find guys like this in the in the back end of the draft. Like Ramondre Stevenson is a fourth round pick, and he's playing like a first rounder. Like these yeah. guys come up, and you just have to find the value in yeah. the pick, right? Especially in a passing league, you don't have to extend yourself for the Sony Michelle, which they did, right? Now you see how bad of a pick <laughs> that was because Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris can right. can make up for it, like in a split, right? Like right. It's ridiculous. Like Brandon Bolden is is who like has been on this team for what seems like a decade. I don't know how this team. I think he uh, someone check his contract. He must have a lifelong contract or something. (laughs) I don't know, but he's playing a career year. Like he's like become James White this year. So like when you have guys that can play like this, you just have to like Belichick is so good at finding the value in guys that you don't have to extend yourself for players that don't really fit the the value at that pick. Dude, so that's I kind cannot, of a, you know, an offering, but that's why I like people like Ramondre Stevenson, because they just ball out. So,
0: yeah, straight. And that's a great point about Belichick finding the talent. And you know what the Pats kind of remind me of? They kind of remind me of the Golden State Warriors in the mm-hmm. fact that like we are a franchise that wins because we mm-hmm. have good coaching and good executives. And we take, we hold on to some top talent. And then when things go a little awry, i.e., you know, Tom Brady leaving, i.e., Steph Curry and Clay's injuries, you take a couple of year, you take a year or two to just be like, all right, we're gonna reevaluate. And then that year where you're like, all right, we're actually doubling down, we're gonna come back. You yeah. come back. Like, wow. I you I picking didn't your spots. You. That's you're picking key. Your, yeah, you're right. Because last year, again, Cam Newton people were like, uh, blah, 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 blah. we don't know. It, yeah. That's fine. We tried him out, didn't work. And straight, it all makes sense now. This is why they cut him at the beginning of the season. Yeah. they Literally, and that's why people were upset. You know, we were even like, well, dude, why don't you just give him a chance? Belichick was like, no, <laughs> I've already seen what he can do. He's not going to do it for us. I'm going to go in on this young guy. We're going to make sure he learns because he's got the potential. And we we went all in with our other positions because that was the big question mark. When we were like, oh, is Cam Newton going to start? That's the one thing we're concerned about. I'm sure Belichick was too. Cuts him, and then just completely turns things around. Wow.
1: Yeah, and I really like um, Brian Hoyer. Not in the the play aspect because I think he stinks. But <laughs> he, I feel like he's one of these guys that could turn around to like when he retires become like a quarterback coach. Because like I've seen a couple times where you know, Mac Jones gets down on himself. Like he can be kind of uh, outwardly emotional on the sideline sometimes when he makes a bad play. Like you can see it. The cameras catch him and he's like, you know, he's spewing F-bombs and like angry at himself and he's kicking himself. Like Right. Like, which is like honest, but also like, you know what I mean? Like it, it happens. Mm-hmm. Like you just got to like, you know, go on to the next play. And I, Brian Hoyer kind of like, kind of brings him up a little bit. Like, Hey, like, it's all good dude like yeah like you can see he goes he's like the first guy that talks to mac jones uh before mcdaniels kind of shows him the plays and i really like him kind of being that veteran uh, veteran presence that's something that we were kind of confused about when cam newton got cut like why is it cam newton coming back as a backup like yeah maybe he wouldn't want it but like cam newton outwardly said afterwards right like on the funky friday thing that he does um I would, you know, I would have taken a backup job. But it seems like it felt like, you know, they wanted a guy that plays kind of the way that Mac Jones is, pocket passer, that has that veteran presence. That's why they brought back Brian Hoyer. And they said, hey, like, we're we're all in on Mac Jones, like you said, and we don't need some, uh, we don't need Cam Newton to be that presence because it feels like we're doubling up. We don't need two of those guys. We'll keep Hoyer. And right. The it's kind of done a wonder for Mac Jones confidence. I feel like just having that guy, yeah. you can't say enough about having a veteran for a rookie. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. I agree. Well, full steam ahead on the, new- on the new England train. Uh, really, really happy with how they've been playing and we'll just see where we go from here. Do I think that we're going to finish the season undefeated? Um, you know, like from this point out, no, Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Not, but getting a good spot in the playoffs, would mean an exciting postseason at the very least
1: yeah and we have a big stretch coming up too. two games against the bills we have the bye we have a titans game and we have a Colts team that just absolutely crapped on the buffalo bills absolutely crapped on the buffalo bills like jonathan taylor is the best back in the league right now with derrick henry uh not on the field so we're we're in for uh a big test like this is this is you know you did all your uh homeworks and your little review sessions and now we're now we're ready for the exam is this or is it time like this is it so yeah. this is the final exam right here this is the big stretch so we'll have to see where the patriots go from here in the next you know three four games
0: so yeah absolutely all right so Let's go to everybody's favorite segment. I keep saying everybody's favorite segment, but I think it's just mine. We have our last (laughs) and final gauntlet of all time. That's it. We're done. We're canceling the segment. Just kidding. (laughs) We're doing our last quarterback gauntlet. Our last division is what is it, Trey? It's the AFC South. It's the AFC South, Max. And
1: uh, this is probably the best division in football. (laughs) Kidding. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh, we got to do it anyway, right? Like we uh, gotta, you know, we gotta tough it out. Sometimes you got to eat your greens. Uh,
0: so hey, you know what greens are greens are incredibly underrated. And I think the only oh, reason sure. is just like people just don't, if you man, if I, I, you know, my mom is a great cook and, and shout out mom. If you're listening to this, I uh, love you very much. You, She's a great cook. And I think just the perception of what it is as a kid is like it's just it's it's inherently negative but if you can cook them the right way where like kids will like them i think it could be a win because like as your taste changes and as it develops like you just pretty much like pretty much everybody i know is like grown into liking vegetables but if you can like mix it up where it's like a little bit i guess you can't make vegetables sweet or maybe like you know like a caramelized carrot or something i feel mm-hmm. like that'd be a lot easier to digest as a child Versus like a really like, you know, savory or like a drier veggie that you have as an adult.
1: For sure. You don't have to ask me twice. I was just pandering to the masses because I'm a vegetarian. That's all I eat. So I was, you know, (laughs) know, I'm a simpleton
0: for a good joke. So right. (laughs) Right. But you know that there's a million different ways to cook a vegetable.
1: Oh, for sure. But some
0: people don't know how.
1: uh, My mom and I were just talking about this, that. Uh, you know rest in peace anthony bourdain he had a thing where he went to india and he he kind of had this kind of preconceived bias of uh vegetarian food like not being good and then he went to india and he had this uh he had these dishes from for uh he had this indian dishes that are all vegetarian and he felt like nothing should bad like like if he wouldn't have known that they didn't have meat in them, like that's how good they were. So like that you, there's a ton of different spices, a ton of different gravies and uh, non carnivorous additives that could be added no. that that, uh, that, you know, keep something vegetarian and keep it healthy and keep it tasting good, too. So, you know, you don't have to you don't have to ask me twice. I will. Eat Absolutely. I anything won't anything vegetarian.
0: So. I won't. I'm not asking again. Oh, yeah, don't ask me twice. Don't That's ask it. me 3 I'm not, times. I'm not going to ask. Oh my goodness. No. All right, Shrey, let's talk about let's talk about the AFC South. I, you know, everybody's cut. I cut everyone. Uh, probably uh the best option. <laughs> I w- I it's not even on the table, but I would have given it to you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> also, for those of you who don't know, if this is your first episode, we do a segment that we have created called the Gauntlet. It is our version of start bench cut where one player gets the golden egg, the highest award possible. Two players get a spot on our bench and one player gets cut and goes to work at Home Depot to never play professional sports ever again. Yep. So with that, Shrey, who's going to Home Depot? Who's on the list?
1: So the list is the Titans. Their quarterback is Ryan Tannehill. The Colts, their quarterback is Carson Wentz. The Jacksonville Jaguars uh, have their rookie Trevor Lawrence and the Houston Texans, uh, my favorite franchise. Uh, no, they're not my favorite franchise.
0: <laughs>
1: Their quarterback is currently Tyrod Taylor, uh, but they have Davis Mills. So I will give you the option to, to pick who would you, who would you want of those two? So they either have Tyrod Taylor or Davis Mills. So Max,
0: uh, what are we doing? Oh What's a move? Oh my God. <laughs> Oh my God! Who's oh? This is a good way to end the gauntlet, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just a big steaming dump. <laughs> Trey's okay. This is literally my decision this week. Is who is the worst? Who's like worst? Who's like hmm. the least worst? Yeah.
1: I think there's a clear. I think there's a clear start. Do you not feel the same way, or do you feel yeah, like Trevor maybe Lawrence? That's a joke. Yeah, well, you heard my you heard my silence, didn't you? Silence is, you know, more deafening. are <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, are
0: you are you gonna start Carson Wentz? Am I? No, 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 no. We're we're asking you, Max. I will. I will. Uh, I will answer uh. after
1: you. Straight, I don't know. I, to me, you're, no, you're the guinea pig on this.
0: Straight <laughs> to me, there is no clear start here. Um, okay, okay. I mean, I honestly, know. not a bad
1: take, but also, uh, you gotta make one.
0: Uh, okay. Uh, also, the Titans' head coach said, the, "Our offense was our own worst enemy." <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. That's a good sign, right? <laughs> uh Uh.
1: Uh, did, man, yeah, uh, Derrick Henry really is the Titans' offense. It, it it kind of has been showing the past couple past couple games. uh man, they lost to the Houston Texans, and it's kind of unbelievable uh, as an eight and two team to lose to a team that bad. But they did, and so now you are uh, knowing that information, Max. You're you're to make a decision on your quarterback choice.
0: Uh uh Okay. Uh okay, I guess. Dude. Do you guess or do you know? I know, Trace. I don't know. This is the most this is the most ambiguous gauntlet I've ever done. Because as we speak, I'm just like rushing through stats to try to find something that could back up any decision. <laughs> <laughs>
1: i'm I'm crying (laughs) (laughs) oh my god oh my god every time you're in a frenzy because you literally can't pick because they're all bad that's my
0: favorite and i'm glad i don't want any of them anywhere near my franchise the baltimore beaters is my football team that's 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 who i love that's my that's my own franchise that i'm gonna make the baltimore (laughs) Baltimore beaters what's the mascot Uh, it's just a guy with boxing gloves. He just beats <laughs> the crap out of his apartment. <laughs> um oh, No, it's God. just the, it's just a big B emoji. A big like B. Yeah, not like the animal. You know, like the B in the. Red. Oh, the B
1: emoji. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. when when people replace letters for with B, the so they can say
0: yeah. like bussin and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, God. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> all right i'm gonna start okay you know who gets the golden egg begrudgingly unfortunately okay. yeah it's i'm gonna carson wentz oh. okay he's he he's my golden egg because he's been in the league for a while i don't want him to you know continue with my team into the future mm-hmm. but i think for this year for this year, I just know that he's not gonna like absolutely like implode. Mm. I I think he's gonna make plenty of mistakes, and he's not the best at all by any means. But that's who I'm gonna that's that's who I'm gonna give. It's it's like I want to give him not a golden egg. I want to give him like a rusted bronze egg.
1: Right? Because I
0: don't exactly because I don't really like believe in him. But if I'm gonna just get somebody to like tie me over. I think I'm going to do Carson Wentz. Like he played for Philly, he was fine. You know, he he's he, he's fine. He's yeah. he's truly fine. Uh, on my bench, I'm going to take you know. Okay, also for the Texans, I'm just going to take. I'm going to take Davis Mills just because he's younger. Um, okay, Rod Taylor. You could. Oh God, just nobody's good. I mean, Davis Mills is 1,300 yards this season, so I mean that's not bad.
1: Not yeah, not most bad. of us, most of them against us.
0: I know it was like it was like every game is like 50, 100 Patriots, 312. (laughs) Uh, dude, I like do I want to keep Ryan Tannehill? Do I want to keep Trevor Lawrence? I don't I'm not a fan of Trevor Lawrence. Mm. I I don't know. I well, I think I think he could be fine. You know, Trevor Lawrence, because he's so young and I can believe in him, he's gonna go on my bench. I'll take Trad Taylor, I'll put him on my bench. And Ryan Tannehill, I don't see him doing anything, uh, much like, do you think he peaked? Do yes. you think we've
1: seen, do you think we've seen yes. the best of Ryan? He's Tannehill? 30
0: th- yes, absolutely. He's 33 right now. Mm-hmm. He's 33. It's all downhill from here, buddy. I just, yeah. I, I think, yes, we've seen the best, you know, he 30, about 30,000 yards in his career, almost 200 touchdowns. Like that's, that's solid but like I don't think he's going to like that's it. I think where he's at is where he's at. He had 4 picks against the Texans defense. That is disgusting. He had 4
1: picks. It, Ugh, like that's not
0: good. Yeah. 4 interceptions against the Texans. You've thrown I mean this season Trey, he's thrown 8 interceptions and 12 touchdowns. <laughs> you're 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 on your you're on your way to the the Jameis Winston 30 for 30. <laughs> You know, obviously not that bad, but, like, I don't know. I just it's can't not, get by. It's
1: not a good year for him. It's definitely not been a good year to him. The Texans really have been showing flaws when they're running game. They're so built on the running game that it's tough to quit, right? Like, even though they don't have Derrick Henry, they feel like, okay, we'll bring in Peterson, McNichols. He didn't play in this game, but he's there. And Deontay Foreman, right? Like, He's a little, he's younger, like he's a little bit of a bruising back. Let's try to replicate it with more of a committee, and you you can't really replicate two thousand yards of Derrick Henry, like he might have been. <laughs> he might. It's kind of tough, right? Like he was about to be like the second two thousand yard season. Like I for sure, like he would have been two thousand if he wasn't right. hurt. When you're when you're depending on that, and then Julio. Obviously, you can't depend on the hamstring, and then AJ Brown good, you know, leaves in the Texans game, and you're kind of dependent on Nick Westbrook kind Iekine Iekine I don't know, and it, it's showing some flaws for this Texans team. Like I don't know, and I, I don't really blame you for like if I feel like people will, will listen to you and be like, oh. You can't. are going to look at
0: Davis Mills, the interception machine, and be like, what the hell are you saying? Yeah. yeah I, I, I understand that. You know what I mean? Like, but, people,
1: I, I don't think people should, like, people like will be like, oh, why are you benching or why aren't you benching Ryan Tannehill or why, like, he shouldn't be deserved to go to Home Depot. But, like, also, th- this isn't a great lot of quarterbacks. Like, I don't think any decision is that bad if you picked, right? Like, mm, I don't know. I, I'm only, you know, I'm only like, it's gonna go take, but it's also girls- not. I'm only it's putting Lawrence there.
0: and Mills on my team because they're young and I, mm. I think that they can develop like Tannehill is, this was the same argument when we talked about uh, the Steelers. We're like big Ben, he's done what he's going to do. Like, that's mm. it. Like, there's no point in continuing to stick around. Like his era is over. Yeah. And I don't see him bringing home a chip, mm. you know? Yeah. Like, that's it. Let's go. Let's transition to the young guys. Yeah. Let's see what they can do. You know, Tannehill. they gave yeah. him a
1: big contract they put all they put they put their money on him so they got him for a, I, I think two more years they got a couple more years with him and so and we may have seen the best of him but um mo- like moving on to my my uh my picks I-, I would I would start Ryan Tannehill right now I know he's not been great this year I just think he's 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 shown flashes of what he can do from a running standpoint like i think they depend on him more at the goal line now They you've seen a lot of draw plays and uh you know bootlegs that he just kind of takes into the end zone now because they don't have that running option he's still throwing yards like yeah the turnovers have been have been up this year i think he levels out a little bit more if he doesn't then you know this can blow up in my face and this, you know, he shouldn't deserve any of any praise that I'm giving him in this in this little section right here. But for the time being, I think he is the best quarterback of the slot. He's the most proven quarterback of the slot. I would take him right now. And that's just me. On the bench. Okay. I'ma go. <sighs> I'ma go Winston Lawrence. And I lo- I like Tyrod Taylor. I would pick Tyrod Taylor in this group over Davis Mills. I think he's severely underrated, and uh, he's a he's like a 500 quarterback. Like he he's not bad. He's a he's a pr- like it, I would take him as a bridge quarterback on my team any day. And you can see he he knows how to kind he knows how to win a little bit. Like he's not he's a dual threat quarterback. He can throw the football pretty well right he just he's just the the butt of some unfortunate events in his career right. where every time he gets an opportunity he some doctor is stabbing him in the lungs or he just gets injured, and then the new guy's already there, and then they, he just gets the opportunity and runs with it right, like Baker Mayfield and Justin Herbert. Right, And we thought Davis Mills, right? Like, he got hurt, and then Davis Mills got a couple starts, and we thought, oh, man, is this is going to happen again. But Tyrod Taylor is showing you that he can win football games against teams that you're like, wow, like, the Texans beat the Titans. Right. Regardless of their condition, that's a good team. That's a good defense, and that's a good that, – that that should be a good offense with Ty- with Tannehill at the helm. Right. I, I like Tyrod Taylor, but, I mean – I just had to pick. I just had to pick the the young guy in the scenario, and I don't. I, I don't really like Lawrence, but I, I. You know what? I'm gonna switch it. I'm gonna switch it. I'm gonna put Tyra Taylor on my bench. I'm a bench. I'm a. I'm gonna put Lawrence. He's the number one pick, but I don't give a crap about the number one pick. The number one, like that, doesn't mean anything to me. Like, like, yeah, let's you start just, playing some guys, games. You
0: just spent two minutes talking about. You're like, yeah. You know what? I really like. I like Tyrod Taylor. And yeah, like, oh, I, I, God, I, God, just, God, I just I pushed yeah, myself Lawrence, into it. Yeah, no, that's pushed, fine. Trevor Lawrence can go. He's like Trey. It, this was the worst. Yeah. This was the worst. Like anybody can go. Anybody can go. He's and, and
1: Lawrence is one of those things where I feel like th- this is one of those years where if there was no Lawrence, it would have been an easier decision for the Jaguars to make. But because Lawrence was so touted and had that like pedigree with him, right? Like his college careers that was insane. And he was on one of the best teams in, in, in college football for three years. And, you know, he played so well. They had to almost like were forced into making that pick because of like that FOMO. Like you can't just pick the best player. You had to you had to pick the most highly touted player. I don't right. know how much he. I don't know how much he has in terms of vision in the
0: NFL. I feel like it's a little bit too fast for him right now. So as yeah. of this moment, still, still, Shrey, still. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. It's like you look at Mac Jones. Mac Jones wasn't as great as he was right now, but he was able to develop and adjust to the game, right? And he wasn't a number. What he was like Alabama's third quarterback. For yeah, he started out that way. Yeah. He was their third. Right, exactly. Trevor Lawrence was like the guy. And for now, again, you have nine interceptions. Like you are just ju- – like you just, you're you just not ready for it. And apparently, according to articles, various sources, mm-hmm. there is tension between the coaching staff and Lawrence himself. Mm. I, I
1: wouldn't would be, be surprised if him. you have Urban Meyer as a coach. That tool. Jesus. Oh, man, <sighs> he's, not, he's not fit for the NFL. He's one of these guys that's going to be on the – a list of top 10 coaches that should have stayed in football. Like, yeah, put Urban Meyer on that list. He's not fit for, for NFL football. He's not a leader of men. He's a leader of college boys. It's it's facts. Like, I I don't know what to say. Like, even if the team is not good, the team should be more disciplined, and he's not even disciplined to coach him. Right. So it's ridiculous. So, yeah, I, I could definitely see some internal turmoil People don't liking him. They didn't like him from the get go. They didn't like how he coached in the preseason and his his tactics and his strategy and like how he, you know, practices players and stuff. Especially veterans, like he doesn't. You know, usually they kind of get they know what to do, but he kind of treats everyone the same, and the veterans kind of get pulled, you know, you know, pushed back by it. For me, Lawrence, yeah, like there's no adjustment right now. Obviously, he's going to be better, but. Is he ever going to live up to the number one pick? It's tough to say right now, but I wouldn't be surprised if he drops to like, out of the five quarterbacks ever picked in the first round, if he's like third, I wouldn't be surprised at that. But he's the number one pick because of the, 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 the echelon that he was, it was in in college. And they just couldn't pass up on him. That's all I'm saying. I'm I'm not, the, the kid is obviously a talent. He's like six four, six five. He's rocket arm. He's got to figure some things out. I don't know if he's ever gonna be like the like Peyton Manning was the first overall pick. Like he's not gonna. I don't think he's gonna ever gonna be like that. And we'll we'll see from there. Peyton Manning had a really bad first year too, right? So right now, if I'm picking right now, I'll pick Tyrod Taylor. I think he's just a better pro right now. So
0: yep, and that is that. Well. Yeah, no, sure, I agree, and I think that you could have just you we whatever we people say. We could have skipped this whole segment. <laughs> you know, you're not wrong. I just yeah, this that that was the tough. That was our hardest gauntlet. But That's what a dog. way to go out. But don't worry, folks. There will be more gauntlets. Uh, we're gonna do some maybe some basketball ones, maybe some historical ones. There, there's more yeah. coming. The gauntlet is not dead. It is very much alive. It's just gonna have a little reconstructive surgery. Yeah. <laughs> now, But uh, yeah, that (laughs) is that. And this has been the episode. So if you're listening this far, you are a real one. Thank you very much. And you've been listening to another episode of Amateur Hour, a professional sports podcast by people who have never played professional sports. I'm your host, Max, along with... Shreyas. And we will see you next time. Peace.